And here we are at another episode of Cocktails and Comics, a nice uh, sideshow of Third Degree Burn. This show is brought to you by David Thompson, our lovely uh, intern and uh, sometimes, um, you know, naysayer of the group. What? I just had to throw that he's, out. There. He's I'm the only really comic funny. professional we've got I'm, on I'm the on podcast. I'm on my third beer already. I've already, I've, I've been drinking beer all night. And, you know, yeah, it's been a long week. I think we're all like it's, a, a it's, quarter sheet yeah, to the wind. It's been and, I had a terrible I, day today. I, I did something else that you guys probably won't approve of. I had pineapple on my pizza. Well, Bravo. that's not bad. I love pineapple on my, I get a spicy Italian sausage, pepperoni, pineapple, and extra sauce. Wow, that and, sounds and like diarrhea in a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. It is a wonderful thing. And after all the turkey and dressing and ham and all that that I've had, you know, of leftovers the last week, it was about time for a change. We had Nothing there was anything wrong with that other stuff. The Thanksgiving food was awesome. Don't even get me started on Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, I, I will go there. Um, so this year, my wife, uh, I, I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm tired of the whole house being about 900 degrees, you know, uh, with the oven on all day. So I volunteered to grill the turkey. Unbeknownst to me, she bought a 25-pound <laughs> turkey. Is it is it still cooking? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I had to get up at 8:30 in the morning, get that sucker on the grill by nine, and I'm so thankful. A couple of my coworkers, because I had I had done a little uh, unscientific poll and said, okay, does anybody have one of these electronic, you know, wireless thermometers? And uh, a couple of them did. And two of them had the same one, and they both had good things to say. It's the NutriChef. And I'll tell you, that that saved Thanksgiving because here in Minnesota, the day before Thanksgiving, it was 40s. And the day after Thanksgiving, it was 40s. But the day of, when I took that bird down at 9 in the morning, it was 11 degrees. (laughs) Holy cow. Oh, my God. And so... My whole plan of, because the whole deal with cooking the turkey is you got to cook it over indirect heat. And so, you know, you're supposed to have the burners on either side of it, but not under it. And, you know, my grill is fairly large. And of the seven burners, I had to have three of them on just to maintain uh, between 280 and 300 temperature. Full, the, all three burners were on high just to keep it at that temperature. You should have deep, deep fried it. Oh my, don't I, start I am, that no, conversation. <laughs> no, I am against that. Any any kind of cooking that causes potential parcel injury or property damage, I'm not doing. But I, I'm happy to say that thanks to YouTube, yeah. we learned, or I should say, I learned how to grill the turkey pop properly and I did use hickory chips throughout hmm. the process. And it was, and I am not a turkey person, by the way. Like, on that my list of like it. meats, it's way low. It was so good. It had a nice smoky flavor to it. It was super juicy. Oh, man. It was the best turkey I've ever had. But it did have to cook from 9 o'clock in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. Wow. My, but, brother, yeah. my brother smoked a turkey. It was pretty good. Okay, now did I mean 
did he do it as all one big blunt, or did he break it down into small roaches? No, this was the full turkey. I didn't do the spatchcock. I think no, I'm talking about the smoke. He smoked it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, did you remember to take the giblets and everything that was stuffed inside out? <laughs> That's so funny. So we took the neck part oh, out, no. which I was waving it at my wife, and she was like, ah, get away. <laughs> uh, we could not find where they put the other packet. and so I had it's to... way up at the front. Yeah, I had to open the instructions, yeah. and it said, you know, the two body cavities. And I'm like, two cavities? Where's this other cavity? <laughs> it was the neck, or what was the neck. Yeah. And in in there was a little baggie, and we found it. Good. But yeah, yeah, did, you, did, you, did you cook it with stuffing, or did you make dressing on the side? Uh, not for grilling. You don't want to do the stuffing. So okay. we did that on the side, but... My wife knows that I'm a staunch anti-stovetop. I hate stovetop. I cannot stand it. That is like my kryptonite for food. I know what you're getting for Christmas now, dude. Stovetop. Boxes of stovetop. Yeah. No, she got some different kind that was just like the um, crouton. Pepperidge Farm. Yeah, I call them them croutons because that's all it is. It's a bag of croutons. That's right. It's bread and, squares. Uh, it's seasoned bread squares. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a big stuffing person. I don't, it's not my. Oh, I'm, that, I'm, that is one of my favorite things because, like, my wife, she'll sit there and she'll get the Pepperidge Farm stuff, and she'll mix it up with chopped up celery and, and peppers and other things, and what she makes turns into this incredibly moist, incredibly spongy brick of food <laughs> that goes great with gravy and with the turkey. And I mean, this could feed astronauts. You know, it it, 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 it is just you know, it's it's better than the food Luke Skywalker ate on Dagobah. You know, <laughs> it's just perfect, perfect food as far well, as. Well, and concerned. that's the irony of this is so that's what we did. You know, part of yeah. the uh, grilling process, I had to buy a special roasting pan, and right. I had to you know a rack to fit this big ass turkey, um, and in the roasting pan we filled it with chicken broth, onions, celery, sage, thyme, carrots, all this stuff. And I cooked the turkey breast down first until it got to about 130, 140, and then I flipped it. But for the stuffing, we did the same thing, but it was like, I don't know, half a stick of butter at least. Mm -hmm. And onion and celery, and we, you know, uh, fried all that up so it was nice and, and brown. And then we added the stuffing mix and the chicken broth and water. I got to stop you right there. Really good. You got to stop calling it stuffing. If you don't put it in a turkey, it's I know. Okay. Same <laughs> thing. Thanks for joining us for Cooking with Dave. <laughs> Next week, we'll be doing... You should have uh, uh, dug a hole in the backyard and cooked it luau style. You know, the best, the best baked potatoes I've ever had is when we go camping once a year, go grouse hunting. And we cook the baked potatoes in the fire pit. We wrap them in tinfoil mm-hmm. and stick them in the coals. Yep. Oh, they're so good. I've, I've cooked Thank corn. Guys. I've cooked corn that way. You wrap it. You rub yeah. it with uh, some oil and salt it, and you wrap it in tinfoil, and you put it uh, uh, underneath where the coals are, and let it cook while yep. you're cooking whatever on top. That's pretty good too. 
Yes. Yeah, you guys, are, you're making me hungry, and I already ate, like like I said, pizza with pineapple, so. Uh. <laughs> well, my contribution was I made two homemade soda bread loaves, so mm. uh, one with cranberries and one plain. That was, you put a lot of butter on that. That sounds good. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Christopher made a homemade cherry pie, a Ooh. whole lattice cherry pie, and just amazing. The kid is becoming a really, really good cook all around. Whether he's making steaks, pot roast, pie, whatever, he's really absorbing this. Maybe he's found his calling. Well, I saw your Hot Ones video. Is he 14 now? Yeah, he's 14. He'll be 15 in January. Okay. And he's ginormous. Yes. <laughs> he's a large man. He's <laughs> well, very he, tall. He's just right at the same height as me, so he's right at 5'11", maybe just a little bit shorter, but he outweighs me by about 50 pounds. So, so and, he's gonna he's gonna tower over you, bro. Yeah. So well, the, the average height of the men men in my my father's family, not my father, but my father's family, was six five. And so there's a lot a lot of tall guys in there. My brother Matt is six four, um, but you know my dad and I both are you know basically five eleven. Well, my dad's actually he was six foot, but he's you know he's eighty six, so he's shrunk. So almost little people. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, I mean, just, yeah, he, the Christopher is a big kid. He comes, he's half Viking, you know? <laughs> so, and then he, half did, he didn't get through that whole hot ones. Did he? he only got halfway through. Right. And then he ran to the bathroom. Well, no, he, he <laughs> actually tried two of the hottest ones, the bomb beyond insanity and the Carolina Reaper one. And it was the bomb that got him to run and throw up. <laughs> but <God. laughs> He, yeah, he had, he had tried a like terrible parent. He has been trying to get me back ever since. We've done several different things where he's like tried to feed me the same stuff, and we have, we didn't post that one because we had a problem with the video. Oh. So uh, we may we may <laughs> try that again. We may try that again, but we we posted a couple others where he's gotten me like Carolina Reaper uh, chips and and other things that were supposed to be really hot, and they're nothing, you know. Um, but yeah, he's, he's trying to get his revenge. Yeah, that video started out so wholesome. You know, it was like, <laughs> oh, we're going to do the wing challenge. Father and son, blah, blah, blah. We'll and go then... ahead and put a link to this. Uh, <laughs> the, it's a YouTube video. We'll put a link in the, in, in the, the notes for this episode. <laughs> Three quarters of the way through. The, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's like it took a few minutes before I realized uh, he's not coming back. <laughs> And you can just hear him in the background. Oh, no. We don't want to. Where's the bell? Where is the bell? Where's the goat? Yeah, the goat. Oh, we have the goat. Mike, Mike, no, my goat's broken because Declan, Declan was pushing it all the time, so he's already worn it out. Uh -oh. oh, man. <laughs> that's fine. That's, you can get him for $7 like on my, Amazon. Yeah. Like the G.I. Joe I got when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, If Kirk. you guys ever heard, heard the G.I. Joe story, well, it's it's actually... Uh, a storytellers episode here on the Two True Freaks Network. Didn't uh, you just post that again? I posted the story, and yeah, I posted I it in a bunch of toy groups and some '70s groups and whatnot to areas I hadn't posted it before. But it, I mean, it is a very funny story, and it's true. Give or take a lie or two, as <laughs> uh, Wyatt Earp was fond of saying. And um, but it's 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 a very very funny story about what could have been what actually was kind of a traumatic thing that happened in childhood and uh yeah we'll also post a, a link to that or uh, to the to the story as well 
But yeah, Chris Honeywell and I actually recorded it as a podcast. It's a couple uh, so years ago, wasn't it? Podcast. Yeah, about yeah. five, five, six years ago, we recorded that. And um, yeah, that, 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 that turned out really well. There's another one that we're supposed to record about um, Photon, which uh, happened to me when I was in my 20s. And uh, that's, No, the, the very first laser tag was called Photon. Um, yeah. And you actually had to go to these places and it's like laser tag today yeah you know you go to the places you play laser tag the first one that that was around was called photon it was in the the mid to late 80s yep. and um we just had a, a very interesting thing happen there and um it, it was like it, it's a fun story uh and so i'll i'll uh, i'll give you guys a, a link to that too but uh, it, you know, no, I don't want to reveal all, all the stuff that happened in those because they're just like like really good fun stories. Uh, yeah. Is that is that the first time you kissed a boy? Second time. No, it wasn't the first time. Second time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a laser tag set that I bought at Toys R Roy. Toys by Roy, if anybody remembers <laughs> that. Roy, oh my God! Toys by Roy. How did they not get sued into oblivion for? copyright no there that was a that was a major it was a yeah, mostly was a malls yeah they were all around for a while and then they just kind of i think they got bought up by toys r us probably yeah <laughs> but and of course toys r us is gone but they're supposed yeah. to be coming back again oh speaking of toys r us yeah. did anybody see the third uh hawkeye episode yet i did i haven't seen any of the hawkeyes did yet you, did you see the easter egg yeah, with right. toys r us i don't recall it Honestly, the warehouse, the Russians warehouse. Was it KB Toys or was it Toys R Us? Oh, yeah, KB Toys is another one. I used to go to that a lot too. They still have KB one Toys here at Grapevine Mills Mall. That's the outlet mall. I don't know if they've got any KB Toys at any other malls though. But that's okay. always, it was always a good place to go to get the when they started putting out the starships, the Star Trek starships, or the Godzilla. Uh, figures you about the playmates uh, star trek figures yeah. or the oh no no the the well the not the playmates the smaller ones where you could get they're almost like models of each of the of the ships that you could put on the standee the micro machines no no they were much oh. bigger than that oh um but now i, I had there so is many a, micro machines as a kid sorry there's a brand out there right now that um i saw at sci-fi factory where you can get the enterprise you know, the original Enterprise, the bloody A, the bloody B, the bloody C, the bloody D, and the bloody E. Well, is why it, they, is why it are they bloody? That was a, 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 he's a, a, quoting, a, a he's quoting. Oh, that was a throwback from uh, yeah, Scotty's episode Relics. of Next Gen. Relics. Well, Relics, is it Eagle, yeah. Eagle Moss puts out those high end yeah, models those, now? That's what it was, Eagle Moss. Is it Eagle Moss? Okay, yeah, they do the high end yeah, models now. I was just selling them for right now because it's like I was showing my wife, they had uh, the Enterprise B and C there. I want the A. The A is my favorite model of the the Enterprise, you know, as, as a starship. I mean, I prefer that to the original series model. Is, cool. that, is the A the refit from the yeah. movie? Yeah, the, the, A. The, the A or the or the motion picture version. But yeah, conversation's dead. <laughs> well, I want to ask you, uh, David, because you said you're watching it. How is uh, Lost in Space? I've watched the first two seasons. Yeah, it's so good. I haven't started so three good. yet. Is William Hurt in that? No, no that's the movie no. from '99, which is all good. Gary Oldman is Doctor Smith. Yeah, 
it's and Joey friends. as Don West. Yeah, <laughs> Joey right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we liked the 99 movie. Um, both my wife and I remember watching reruns as kids. Yeah. You know, the black it's and white. TV. And I think there were some episodes in color. But yeah. net, the Netflix reboot is really good, really top-notch special effects. It is on the third season, I think, now. Yeah, yeah. the third which, season just came out. Which we were shocked, because we just fired up Netflix one night after we put the urchins to bed. And it was like, Lost in Space. We're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's same, same with me. I saw, we were, we've been watching Longmire. We've been kind of burning through those, and I noticed it came up and said new. Because right. I didn't know it had been renewed. Uh, what? I didn't know. Yeah, I thought it was not going to get a third season. Um, mm. But I, I like the first two seasons okay. I think the second season better than the first. I mean, I I don't agree with some of the changes they made. I'm not crazy about the robot. That start. I like Parker Posey as Doctor Smith though. She's grown on me. I didn't like her at first because yeah. I thought. See, well, and I'm still I'm still torn on her. I I think they they are trying to play the card of like, well, she's. She's bad, but she's not really bad. She's bad because of circumstances, Snipe? you know. Is it Snipe? Ah. Is he good? Is he bad? No, it's not. I think no. it's more. It it's not is it's not like they did in the the TV series with Jonathan Harris where he started he out as a murderer a, in the first episode. Yeah, he was he a, sure a, was. A, a villain, and then they decided when Harrison started doing more of his kind of ad libs, and they decided to and it became oh, the villain. The Will and Doctor Smith show to to the uh, yeah right. the detriment of the other car- uh, actors, but uh, they I think Irwin pl- Allen was less involved, and um, of course they went to color, and when they went to color, it seemed like oh the wheels just went off. Well, it just started going down to Monster of the Week, and it was Doctor Smith. They kind of again, he was he would rewrite most of his dialogue and to come up with some of those kind of quippy sarcastic lines that he kind of became where he was no longer he was he was more of a well, menace than a he was villain yeah. i met him once he he was really cool really i've never i never got yeah. the only person i've ever met was God, it was Lundy. it was in the late 90s and i was at a, a toy show trying to find a deluxe megazord for my nephew Oh. And uh, now he was there, and he—I mean, he was just sitting by himself. Nobody was coming up and talking to him. Oh, and I, I'm just sitting there, and I bad, turn yeah. and I look, and I realize who it is, and I just get that look on my face, and he just kind of waves me over in that lackadaisical hand, you know, just kind of, oh, come on over and talk to me, you know, you want to, and <laughs> you know, it's just he's just a wonderful, wonderful guy. I had uh, just, I had a similar reaction with with Howard Chaikin. That one of the cool. Dallas shows, he was at a table by himself, and I had my my oversized Star Wars uh, comics, mm-hmm. and I was gonna have, and he, I kind of looked at him, and he saw us looking at him, and he go, and he's kind of like, yeah, come, you know, you know, come on over, you know, you want to talk to me, and he was like, yeah, I'll sign him, and he was complaining about going to some show that he refused to go to because they didn't know who he was, and he was like, you don't know who I am. I'm not gonna go to your show. He's... Well, that's he's how a... it was. Year pre-COVID, few yeah. years before COVID, Chris Claremont was at the uh, Comic Con here in the cities, and I remember looking at him and thinking, "Oh my gosh, there's there's nobody lined." And I watched for about 15 minutes. Not one person went up to talk to him. That's a shame. Yep. So, so, so now, did you go up and ask him? Is every woman a lesbian? 
Because oh. he writes every woman as having those tendencies. Maybe that's been his experience. Could be. No, I, w- I went up <clears throat> and talked to him about uh, Star Trek, Dead of Honor. Because I oh, figured okay. it would be too, too cliche to talk to him about X-Men. I'm sure he's, he's yeah, tired of like, hearing about that, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, hey, you know, I just read Dead of Honor a few years ago. It was so good. You know, really liked, you know, the you know because it was a graphic novel. It wasn't a comic book, but, you know, which they just released, re-released, by the way, as a facsimile edition. Which I don't oh, know why nice. They really? Needed. Yeah, I don't know why no. they needed to, though. There's plenty of copies circulating out there. Yeah, it's not. Did you ever read the um, Star-Lord book that he did with John Byrne and Terry Austin? You, it's really old. Yeah, it's really that. old. And yeah. was, it, was, like, that, uh, was that in the magazine uh, format? It, 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 came out multiple, it, it was a Marvel premiere, I think, is what yeah. it was. And then it, they uh, they went ahead and made a Star-Lord special, which is what I've got. And that's got a couple extra pages of Mike Golden art. And it's got a Baxter paper cover and everything. And it was the first time that Byrne and Austin worked together. And that's really what got them the job on X-Men them working together and then you know the office is seeing what they did and they're just like oh my gosh let's kick Cockrum out and 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 put these guys on it because you know they wanted to go to monthly format anyway Cockrum was running late it wasn't quite yeah well it was that but you know of course there's all sorts of rumors about this and that and that Berm had been sniffing around for the job for a while you bet sure but still it was it was Star-Lord and of course the fact that Burn had been working with Claremont on Iron Fist on Marvel team up, and they seem to make they a had decent a good rapport at that point. Yeah, but you know they the them working the Marvel style created good storytelling, and you know we we seen what what happens when they work together, and we seen what happens when they work apart, and I think we can say that their work together is by far greater than the work that either of them does on their own. Which so that's we just can talk, we, we can talk about you know, B B list characters so. I am probably in, in the minority, but I really like the um, Luke Cage series on Netflix. Oh, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it quite a bit. I, yeah, I, I like it too. Yeah, I thought it was really good both seasons, um, and then I, I was I, really surprised by Shang Chi because you know obviously because of COVID, you know we're not going out to movie theaters. You know we watched on Disney Plus when it became mm-hmm. free, and it was it was really well done. Beautiful I like, movie. Yeah, I like I, the. I would know. say it's the most beautiful movie that Marvel's put out. I mean, just a visual treat. Not saying it, it's visually stunning, but it was just beautiful. I think it was really grounded until the last maybe twenty percent, where they mm-hmm. get into a little bit of the magic stuff yeah. and and the dragons and all that. Um, you know, it was Spoilers. just a really well done movie. Uh, I, I want to see more of it, and I supposedly what what is this rumor that Charlie Cox reprises Daredevil or something in there's, the Spider-Man? There's movie? a rumor. He, yeah, there's a rumor that he might be in a new Spider-Man movie to kind of tie in. But there's also a rumor that the Kingpin's going to be in Hawkeye. Uh, D'Onofrio. Yeah, well, they didn't say Vincent D'Onofrio. They just said they Kingpin. they actually brought up the character of the Kingpin. In fact, uh, it wasn't the the thing called Fat Man, like Batman toys or Fat Man something. Uh, I don't um, know. One of the buildings that, that they were dealing with, because it, it had, dealing with the Russian mob, they're dealing with the mob as well. Yeah. And so 
you know, if you're dealing with the mob in New York and Marvel, you're going to deal with the Kingpin. Sure. See, and, yeah. and this is where I hope, you know, Disney's got such deep pockets that, um, was it Mike Coulter that played uh, uh, Power Man, Luke Cage? Yeah, yeah. He was so good. You know, just pay him whatever you need to pay him and bring him back as Luke Cage. And then uh, who's the guy that played Daredevil? Charlie Cox. It's Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Wait he was a great. He was great. Well, the, wasn't no, Ben no. Affleck? <laughs> no, we're not going to get. Okay, okay. Go, sit get in corner. go sit in the corner. That was Kirk. twenty years ago, Kirk. Okay, I'm just. I'm well, not up on my gear doubles. The uh, he doesn't have Netflix. The guy that played oh. Luke Cage has got his own. If it's still going on, he's got his own new series called Evil. Yeah, I think he's on that. Uh, yeah, we're we're watching that right now. It's on hiatus. No. Yeah, oh, we're it? watching that on Paramount yeah. Plus too. Yeah, the season ended. Dave, I have to say, I, I, I watched uh, Shang-Chi on Disney Plus as well. I didn't go to the theater. Uh, and I thought it was kind of meh. I mean, it wasn't... Really? It wasn't awful. It was, I thought it was middle of the road. I mean, it was like it was a solid six. It was not... Uh, it was... And, and maybe it's more because I wasn't... I didn't know anything about the character, although I do. I have a lot of uh, the Kung Fu books because Mike Zek did a big chunk, a big... Uh, majority of those, and I love Mike Zek's work, so I've been collecting them. But I thought it would have been better if it was more street level instead of the magic aspect of it, because it seemed to be. Because that really wasn't the part I think in the book. I think it with the book was the comic was just straight kung fu. It had no mystical or but magical. They did bring in the guy with the knives for arms. That's okay. yeah, but you can still do that. Stro- that's still street level. Razor oh. fist or razor fist. That's yeah, right, yeah. That you know, that's stiletto man, stiletto. <laughs> and I liked it, you know. I, I like how face. they decided to resurrect the whole Ten Rings thing <laughs> and, and our fingers. do a little course correction. Now, if y'all hadn't seen Edward it, there is a one shot. There is a, a Marvel one shot called Hail to the King, which is like a ten or twelve minute. Is that uh, an thing. Evil Dead tro- uh, homage? No, it, it's um. <laughs> Well, what Williams. It's, yeah. it's when the a reporter goes into prison to interview Trevor Slattery. Who? Trevor. That's uh, uh, Ben Kingsley's character. Oh, okay. No. And he goes in there to interview him about you know doing that, and of course they get him to do his "You will never see me coming." <laughs> and then you also get to see Justin Hammer in prison uh, as well. They're in the same place. Well, the reporter turns out to be actual part of the ten rings and basically letting him know no this isn't over and uh you're you know in trouble they need See, to bring... I, li- I, I i like the part of the movie where they they because rings are so hard to visualize as having any kind of power mm-hmm. i did like that they made them bands bracelets. So, spoiler spoiler alert if ten you bracelets seen bands <laughs> yeah they made them bracelets basically on oh your forearms. sorry Bands, B A N D. I thought you said bands. No. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a few drinks, Kurt. Keep up. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, they made them bands on the forearms, and that I think translated better to film and to show the power of the 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 rings or bands. Yeah. But did you, you know? think that they were not very original? Again, spoilers. They were not. They didn't use much originality or much imagination when him using the bands. It tended to be him. He was almost like Iron Man. He was either blasting yeah. somebody or he was blasting and flying. They they could have got really creative 
and the way these things did things, but they seem to like just, well, oh, we're just going to do... And, and so, Tim, you bring up a good point, because my recollection of reading those comics, right, is from 25 years ago or more. I thought they had more abilities than just what you're saying. They basically yeah. were portrayed as, like, kind of power-ups. Yeah. Well, each so ring was like, it, each them. ring had its own power. Yeah, each ring had its own each, yeah. individual thing. It did. Um, but, and I, and I, and the, I found Aquafina amazingly annoying. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like her at all. Um, the comedic standout of the movie, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, no, just, I, and I, I've got, I, I got to say, I was like, I have a weakness for for Tony Leung, who played the Mandarin, uh, be, just because he was been one of my favorite action stars, you know, Hong Kong action stars. Uh, if you watch any of the old John Woo films, he was one of the main stars of like Hard Boiled, right. and uh, he just like oozed cool. But he didn't have enough to do. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really utilize him much, and I think they spent. And I, and I'll say the lead. I can. I don't know the actor's name. He was kind of a plank of wood. He was just everything happened around him. He didn't really. He should have been pretty, uh, a little more charismatic. Charismatic, charismatic. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a quote in the Transformers. Cut him off. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I. There was two things that I really liked that they did in this movie. One is they tied it back to what was it, Iron Man two, three, where they three, had, three. three. You know, the faux Mandarin. Right, with yeah. him saying like I was just an actor paid to, Ringo. to be, yeah, Ringo to, star. <laughs> to be the the Mandarin, and you know he's in the movie and he, you know he communicates with one of the the creatures from the the uh, hidden land, and then uh, there was one other part that tied back to another movie and I just blanked on it. I'm sorry. Well, what is movie. the? And here's more spoilers. So if anybody hasn't oh, watched Abomination. It right now, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's yeah. the one highlight people talk about that they like that him fighting, um, and it seems to be that he's out, and it seems that Wu is training him or something. He uh, beats his ass. I don't know. What I know, but he, but he, about, he's going to be in the She-Hulk series too. Without uh, um, that, so so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, Who played him in the movie again? Tim Roth. A... Tim Roth played his human form. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Tim Roth is going to be in She-Hulk, so I don't know if he's just doing the voice or or what. I thought I thought Nick Nolte was Abomination. No, no wrong he was wrong uh, like movie. Absorbing Man, or yeah. whatever he was in the first Hulk. Movie. <laughs> yeah, that was whatever that. he was. He was loosely kind of the Absorbing Man. Well, Nick Nolte, the Absorbing Man. Well, he was kind of the Absorbing <laughs> Man. He was also kind of like Zach's, because at the end when he's electricity, he's kind of like Zach's. Yeah. Well, I mean, the absorbing man could absorb electricity and be true. electricity like like Zax. So that's you know. true. That's true. But the Zax is a, is the absorbing man. I don't really consider to be a, a Hulk villain. <laughs> <laughs> don't you ring us, good sir. <laughs> you know, if any of you are you know get on Facebook much, there's a group that I think is really really uh, interesting. It's called Comic Swipes. Yes. And it's got about thirteen thousand members. And lately, Carrie Gamble. And Rob Liefeld have both just tried to one-up each other on what comic swipes that they can find, you know, okay. whether it's a swipe or an homage. And uh, so, like, you know, the thing is, like, 
Rob has been doing ones that he's found. Carrie's doing ones that he did. <laughs> like he did a cover of Action Comics that basically he stole from Iron Man number one. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But uh, well, as it, long it's, as, I, it's, as long, well, long as they, they, most will credit it, like, you know, in honor of or inspired by, you know, I've seen Burn do that. Like if they're doing something that's like a Kirby yeah. cover, they will acknowledge that, hey, I'm taking this from this other source. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll, yeah. usually it'll say after, yeah, after whoever. No, they're posting uh, panels where people have gone back to the 40s or the 50s and taken a pose that, from some obscure comic and they flip Good it grief. and they put it in, in uh, Silver Age Marvel. I mean, there's a lot more of it than you ever realize. But boy, when you see their examples, I'd say 95 to 99% of them, they're on. They're right. It's like, yeah. holy crap. Who well, there's not There's nothing new under the sun. I mean, there's only so it's many true. poses and so many panels, you so know, designs that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's only so many things. And by the way, it was the 30th anniversary of X-Force this uh, last week. Uh, X-Force Killshot number one came out. So, yeah, that doesn't make you feel old. So 30 years since X-Force number one. Well, now, was it X-Force or X-Static where they died really quick and often? Uh, X-Static was the one that with... uh, is that Mike Allred? Mike Allred, or, yeah. That was almost yeah. yeah. So it didn't even seem like it fit into. I love the artwork, but it didn't seem like it yeah. fit into the Marvel universe. Um, well, that's Mike Allred for you. Yeah, because <laughs> that was more like Strike Force Moratory. You know, yeah. we who were about to die. Yeah, well, that was a separate. That was separate. You know, that was. Um, um, I, I like. I love that. Uh, I think they should bring that back. I like that. Uh, I like that series. Uh, well, that only works if death is permanent in the universe. Well, in that book, it was you know once you know once you were I'd gone, never you were gone. Read it, but I, it's a good concept. I just stayed away from it when it came out. What was that? The eighties, eighty mid eighties, Brian, like eighty three, late eighties. Late, late, late was it late eighties? Early nineties, very yeah, late eighties. Ecstatic, you can find it. Oh, ecstatic! Yeah. I was thinking Strike Force Martori. Oh no, no that was eighties. That was mid eighties. Yeah, um, yeah. Eighties, eighty five, eighty six. I was yeah. in Turkey when I discovered that book. And because um, that was we were Brent living Anderson in a turkey, on, back to Thanksgiving again in Ankara, Turkey, the country. He was getting his pipe carved, and that's not <laughs> yes. a euphemism. <laughs> Have you seen that pipe? It's pretty cool. I don't want to see your pipe. It's white on the point of being alabaster, you know. Um, <laughs> I get it. It hasn't seen the sun in 50 years. I get it. Hey, listen, if uh, we're going to be uh, only doing an hour show here, we need to move on to the topic of the week. Uh, what uh, is the topic of the week? I thought this Hawkeye. was Hawkeye. Hawkeye? The Hawkeye. I thought, it was, Hawk? I thought it was COVID. I'm from. <laughs> oh, man. For us. All of us. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Thank you. Okay. Changing subject. We can talk to Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I just I haven't seen it, so I mean, you're not I gonna... haven't watched a single episode of that. Really? I have no desire to. Oh, and it's fun. Oh, it is, is so much fun. It is really good. It's patterned after the Matt Fraction uh, version of Hawkeye, but there are Easter eggs and callbacks in every episode to traditional um, Avengers costumes and and references. I mean, it's it's 
there's something for uh, you everybody. You know what, Kurt? You can defend Hawkeye all you want, but at the end no. of the day, he's just a dude shooting arrows. He has no yes. business being on the Avengers. Uh, okay. Wait till you get to episode three. They pretty much take that concept and... Turn it well, up to 11. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, you know, really, you know, the thing is, is they take different things from all across Hawkeye's, yes. uh, you know, his history, and they throw it into this, and it, it all works. Yes. And somebody's and, done careful research. Is yeah, it going to become they, Goliath at one point? The only uh, thing... They, boy, they came close. <laughs> but I a mean, reference in they three. Could, they, I could even see them bringing in, uh, what's her name, as Bobby Morse. Uh, oh, to, to really? mess around Mocking with the Mockingbird? Mockingbird, yeah, because, you know, she, she was, was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Palicki played her on there. And, uh, but, I mean, because they even pulled a little bit from that, that you know, four-issue Hawkeye miniseries. With Are her. they going to get Cara Dune to play her? Oh, is that too soon? You missed me. I lost me. What? She was the right one that, that, that played uh, in The Mandalorian. She was the yeah. former... Wrestler, oh, uh, shock trooper, yeah, MMA, MMA fighter. Yep, said some not so good things on social Gina media. Gina Carano. Yep, yeah. and she was supposed to have her own spinoff show, but she torpedoed that herself, and now that has officially been canceled. Hey, but she but she's character. still going to be she's still going to be in the Mandalorian. Well, the she next season. Because they'll just get, they, they'll they, just get some other person to play with, that, with a helmet. It, yeah, they, they fired her, and they brought then they brought her back. Did they get rid of Pedro Pascal, or, or my no. thinking? No, but I mean the thing is, he's doing his voice acting, uh, but you know he basically said he'd like to just you know not have to wear the helmet so much, and they said no, this is the way. <laughs> that's that's oh, not the way. The and they then they keep the face, bringing in other Mandalorians that take off their helmets all the time, and he's just like, come on, guys. So he's got. I, to I'm, do excited so the the of, I'm, I'm excited about the book. I'm excited about the book of the helmet but... off. Yeah, that looks really good. Who had adhesive X magnetic glued on? <laughs> Book above Boba Fett. I I don't think we get that until what Christmas Eve, but I'm excited. Yeah, that's there's some good stuff coming this month. Talk, uh, there are things yeah. that I want to tell you about that I don't. No, you can't. No, you Sorry, can't. let me let me say Just this. Say it was there is a major character, uh, a recognizable Marvel Universe figure that Stanley? is introduced. In each one of the episodes so far, okay, so you may not recognize them, but Mike they Grill? have been brought in, <laughs> and you know, by the time that, that they're unmasked or they're revealed, you'll go, oh, that's yeah. who that is. They're out of costume. There's so much coming out these next few weeks, though. Like you, you'd mentioned um, that the, the the book of Boba Fett. But we also have Spider-Man, No Way Home. I don't care about yeah, that because I'm not going to see that. it in theaters and it's not on any kind of streaming, so it's dead and to me. Now, what's the other thing that's coming out in theaters and streaming at the same time? The Ten Rings? No, that's already No, that's out. already out. That's already available. Um, West Side Eternals. Story, oh, West the, Side the Story's Matrix. coming out. The Matrix. Hey, did the Eternals the Matrix, tank? yeah, the Matrix will yeah. be. Did the Eternals movie tank? No, it did. It did decent money. Uh, they they didn't complain about it at all. It's, so, but I think it, it's underperforming. It's not. I mean, but nothing's going to be. I haven't seen it, so I don't. I mean, as I told my there's a big reveal. As I've told my coworkers, 
any kind of comic book team up or character team association that can't last more than 12 issues is not gonna be great and mm-hmm. the Eternals have never had a book go past 12 issues period well, it's just not I mean let's let's face it Kirby was now, a- did Guardians of the Galaxy go beyond 12 issues before the movie came out yes it was the uh but was it that group? <laughs> yes, it was the landmark run of... Uh, okay, now you're going to make me find it. But yes, it went 25 issues, and it was so good. Really? In fact, I have the omnibus somewhere here. Well, you know, like I said... It was like, really good. Kirby is, is a great artist, and he's an imaginative writer, but his stuff tends to be a little out there. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's, it's kind of all over the place. So it doesn't. I, I've I've I read the Eternals when uh, who did the one with John Romita? Was it Jason Aaron? It was um, Warren. I know Ellis. what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've read that one. I think that the movie's kind of more based on that than actual Kirby stuff. Um, yeah. So the two. Sorry, the 2008 series. That's the one that really got me into Guardians, and it went for 25 issues, and it was de- by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. It's yeah. So good. If you haven't read it, it's phenomenal. It they really were doing Abnett Lanning were doing a lot of that cosmic stuff. Yeah. Um, it's so good. And I was not a Guardians fan, and I think it was a, one of the local comic book stores that was like, "Hey, you got to read this." And I'm like, "Guardians of the Galaxy, really?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, it's really good." And it just sucks you in. It's that good. I understand in the next movie that Sylvester Stallone is going to be playing that character a bit more. Is it Darkhawk? Starhawk? Um, Starhawk. Starhawk? Yeah, he's he's getting... They're, they're giving him a lot more to do. I guess someone's got to take the place of Yondu. Yeah. But... Uh, now, I'll, I'm going to change subjects again a little bit here and tell you okay. all, I just... I, I, Sorry, I just what? looked it up. So the, the series that Tim is referring to that I yeah. know of that had the great covers is The Eternals from 2006. And it was by Neil Gaiman. Okay, and, oh. and John Romita. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, okay. and it went for seven issues. It was a miniseries. Jeez, geez. That's surprising. You know, the, my only reference to the Guardians of the Galaxy, other than that they guest starred in the Korvac saga, I think... <laughs> Yeah, is that right? That sounds the, right. The That's same same era. Yeah. Okay. Because so that was leading they, up to one eighty one. Debuted in Marvel Superheroes number what seventeen or eighteen as a one shot twenty five cent issue, and that's where Yondu first mm-hmm. appears, and that's the only incarnation that I ever knew them on. It's like so I, I couldn't believe they were featured in a movie. I had no See, idea where that was going. See, and I remember it from the 80, 80s, mid-80s series, because I would find them in the back issue then. And I remember finding those and thinking, okay, because remember back in the day, it would say one in a 10 or one in a 12-issue series. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to find them all. And, you know, nobody gave two blanks about oh, the wow. Eternals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could pick them all up for a quarter apiece. Um and it was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything to you know write home about. Uh, I remember the art being good, but the first series, which was the Kirby series, was from '76. I'm just looking yeah. up now. Uh, and of course, those prices have skyrocketed. Yeah, I've got issue one, and I'm very happy with how that's appreciating. 
Yeah, uh, yeah in, in fine condition, it's probably worth 150 bucks. Is it linked to 2001 A Space Odyssey or Mr. Machine? Or am I getting no. my... Machine, machine Man. Man. Machine it was all Man. published around the same time, but this is a Kirby original. So what? Chariots of the Gods, is that linked into it? No, but it's it's part it's it's when he came back from Marvel from Dana's DC run, yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I don't think any of his stuff. I don't know how long that I haven't read any of the New God stuff. I don't know how long that ran, but his later oh. Marvel stuff, like Devil Dinosaur, I think ran eight issues or nine. Um, Commandy ran, of course, he was off of it by then. But Commandy ran about right. into the forties, I think, didn't it? Yeah, a, a long New Gods time. only went 11 issues, and then yeah. a, a graphic novel as well. So a lot of his stuff, I don't know if he, him <laughs> leaving it and getting tired of it or running out of ideas or... Uh, no, it didn't perform the way they thought yeah. it was going to. Yeah. They they expected him to revolutionize DC and outsell Marvel, and, you know, it wasn't doing but what... But he didn't have, and I hate to say he didn't have Stan Lee behind him. I mean, those two... That exactly. together is what made it work. Uh, yes. And he was just off on his own. And Commandy ran for 59 issues, by the way. Yeah, that's pretty, you know. I've been collecting those slowly as I can find them. They're yeah, I like Commandy. I like, um, I, I picked up the trade paperback of Devil Dinosaur. I had never read the original Kirby stuff. Those are crazy. <laughs> and it's, it, it's good. It's good. You know, it's a, it's an odd story, but it, it makes sense in its own kind of world. Yeah. You know, of a boy think, and a dinosaur. Do you think Kirby was dosed with LSD in the 70s? I mean, he was always out there with the Silver Surfer and Galactus and, and that sort of stuff. But it seems like in the 70s, he really went out there. I think he's had a very healthy uh, imagination and just kind of whatever came to mind, uh, he, he would put down. And he didn't have any kind of a... Well, yeah, I, th- I I would agree with Tim. I think he was kind of a true original in that he thought outside the box. Yep. You know, he, he we talk so much today about how so many of the characters that have been created, one, it's really hard to create a new character that actually sticks. And then two, for most of us, you know, I was just talking before we started recording about how I have a huge stack of Justice League, Spider-Man, Venom, you know, you name it. That I haven't read yet. Um, we have all gotten used to this. Okay, there's going to be these, you know, universe-changing events, and then everything goes back in the box. You know, at the the end of the the yeah. writer's run. You know, there's there's no long-term. You know, Effects. for the most yeah. part, no long-term. You know, impacts. People don't die. There aren't cataclysmic shifts in what's happening in the books. Uh, they're just, you know, for the most part, marketing tactics. So what we hope for today is, you know, good storytelling. You know, the the, the current Amazing Spider-Man run, a few issues ago, you know, Peter Parker was in the hospital and was, oh, is he going to live or not? It's like, you've already killed him off once, <laughs> and he came back. You know, so we know you're not, you're not going to kill Peter Parker permanently. It's not going to happen. Well, tell, tell that to Uncle Ben. Wow. <laughs> he was part of the original deaths. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Uncle Ben and that bullet are the one long-standing couple in the Marvel Universe. Say it again? <laughs> and the pearls. Yeah, well. Well, Uncle Ben was, a, was, a, was a, a plot device, you know, not so much as a character. He was a, 
or reason for being, but um, it's interesting that the the new Spider-Man is coming out. I'm I I should be really jazzed about seeing it because that's my favorite character, but I'm more just curious yep. about what how they're going to bring in the you know the Doc Ock and Electro and uh, the Goblin. Well, you don't know. Well, I I know how, but I'm just curious how it's all going to play. I'm more curious as to how it's going to play out than excited wanna, about I'm, seeing it. Yeah, I want to understand what's up with Doctor Strange himself because he looks like he's not himself. What do you mean? You know, just he looks like artificial Doctor Strange. Like oh. if you were going to make a copy of Doctor Strange, that's how he would look, rather than you know look look like you, you just took the plastic off of him. He doesn't look well, maybe he's right. the multi. I mean, that, the whole idea of that film, I think, is to really open up the multiverse, so they yeah, can yeah. do and kind of to lead whatever into the multiverse and madness, right? Whatever they can do. Uh, and I'm more excited about seeing that the Raimi film uh, than I am the Spider-Man because uh, one they, you know, I want a and we haven't got it yet. I want a straight level Spider-Man. I don't want him with a high tech suit. I want him with a standard suit, his web shooters, and fighting street level guys, upper level street level guys. I don't. I'm need afraid this. you're going to get that with a Miles Morales type character but rather I don't, than you get it with Peter Parker. But I don't want Miles Morales. I mean, he's not my Spider-Man. They just signed Tom Miles Holland Morales, and you'll like it. <laughs> they signed Tom Holland for three more films. There you I go. saw but, that. I saw but that. Wow. He's Did gonna they be... sign him, or is still in, in negotiations? No, it looks was... like they signed him because he was he was sitting there saying all sorts of stuff like. He's not going to do any more Spider-Man because he doesn't right. want to be Spider-Man when he's 30. And yeah, I heard no, that. No, no, that, that's going to happen. But, I mean, the thing is, what they've gone very hard to say is that Which, Peter Parker Which, by the way, didn't you is... take that personally? Because, to me, Spider-Man is in his 30s. <laughs> I mean, that's no. the Spider-Man I grew up with. He was older. Not the kid. Well, I agree. Um, it's, it's time to get him out of high school. Let's get him into college or something. Oh, I For know. Us, can, we, can we move he... him forward at least a little bit? Come on. I this is why they create you, characters like Miles Morales, and I didn't think there was any room for it. But if you want Spider-Man to be 40 years old with a beer gut, okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, they did that already. Well, Spider-Verse was good, the animated movie, and that had yes, the, it was. Yes, the it was. Peter Parker from the, the other universe. You know, yeah. He bit the dust, but um, he, was, he was the old, tired Peter. He didn't have the Mary Jane and, and all that. Um. But yeah, I, I when I read that interview with him when he's I don't know I'd play Peter Parker at thirty. I'm thinking you, f you, you young gun bastard. That was that was just a a, a, a tactic. That was just you know, t- to to get them to pull out more money, bring well, back another truck full of money. If they're signing him on, I wonder if it's standalone films or if it's him uh, guesting in a be. Marvel film. He's supposed no, to be this was the takeover for Iron Man. The, the torch has been passed. He yeah. is, Maybe you know, that right. that guy now. Uh, I thought Don Cheadle was going to take over. Well, he is, but... Well, he could... Hey, got a question for you, a trivia question. For those of us that saw Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, was there any reference to a pocket watch in them? Have we had any significance of a pocket watch any place in the Marvel Universe. Pocket Watch? Yeah. Uh, not that, not I, that I, can th- I can't think of anything. Why Is this, this some from Hawkeye also? It's probably an Easter egg, or MacGuffin at least, in the first episode. I won't hmm. say anything more than that because we don't know the significance. But when it comes by, you'll go, 
Why? 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 What's why? And it's like I think that's going to be a payoff. I think it's going to be the direct tie to Kang. Yeah. Well, if you've watched the last series before Hawkeye, um, you know, yeah. they, they introduce Kang. Loki. Yes. Yeah. They introduce Kang. They don't. I don't think they specifically call him Kang, do they, Kirk? No. 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 No, but he but he, he just can. says you won't like what comes after me if you kill yep. me. Yeah, it's like yeah, because it's not going to be Immortus. It's going to be Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, that's coming. I'm sure of that. Yeah, I'm which, thinking which that I'm, this is the. Uh, I'm okay with that. You'll, you'll see it when it comes didn't, by. Didn't Kang go through multiple iterations on the Hold comics? Hold on. No. Yes. The thing is, okay, it wasn't a pocket watch. It was a compass. Steve had a compass. That was like a pocket watch, but it, it's what had the picture of uh, Katie, of, uh, 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 not Katie Sharon, Carter. Sharon, Sharon, Sharon Carter, yeah, Peggy yeah, Carter, Peggy yeah. Carter. Yeah, but that's the closest thing to a pocket watch that they had. Yes, but this is definitely referred to as a watch. And when you, uh, yeah, when you view Hawkeye, it is clearly referenced as a watch. Um, but it, it could be the same thing. There could I, be I think there'll be a payoff stuff. later, but there's prob- there's not anything I can see it reaching back to. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Kirk, I, I just want to make sure I had missed something. Kirk, are you uh, are you excited about the? Uh, it's been Ag- uh, Agatha all this time. Is it what is it the the, the Agatha, Agatha Har- Har- Vision? Uh, yeah, the oh, spinoff. The spinoff. Oh, okay. I enjoyed the original uh, toaster Wanda Toaster Vision. Uh, Wanda I like Vision. that series and i guess she's getting her own something rather yeah she's getting her own uh, series i think oh she's a strong actor and actress rather yeah, and, yeah uh, so i don't well. know where they're going to take it from here yeah i i liked every every episode she was in except for the last one in in one division i, I thought that her performance was really really good for the whole series but the last episode she was just you know just not who that character really should have too, been. Too, just, too much of a pushover, you mean? Well, there's that, but there was also just the cackling, riding around on the broom, whole, mm. you know, just, it just, it stretched too far away from what where they were going with it all. And you expected more. Now, you know, it's, and it's funny, because, like, even Byrne, you know, he saw that, and he was just like, Agatha Harkness is not a villain. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So, yeah, there's, there's that, too, but... Again, what are they going to do with her in this series? If they're going to have her in the series, she can't be the bad guy. So is she, is she going to be like no. Loki? Should be, yeah, it'll be like Loki. Should be the misunderstood bad guy or the the fighting for redemption bad guy or uh, you know. I got a feeling it's going to be much more comic relief and goofy than any kind of serious um, show. Well, I'll, I'll throw this out there, and it was something that just popped in my head while I was doing leaves this week because you know it's a never-ending battle even though it's december somehow i had a huge pile of leaves in my backyard i thought it was truth justice in the uh oh my god i well thankfully my neighbor has one of those leaf back leaf backs and i was able to use that and suck up so i didn't have to get the lawnmower out and all that Really He's been nice. sucking them up and blowing them over. Life is going to get defense. so much better for you when your son is old enough to do it on his uh, own. Or just you. Yeah, you think he's going to? Just move to uh, Nevada. You don't have that problem. No, he he did. Uh, he yeah, that's true. Nothing over all. It'll just be <laughs> sand. Then then I'll have sand in places. I hate sand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. 
going there. He, he did try, but it was too heavy for him. I mean, he was only four years old, but he right. tried. Um, you know, what's, what's ironic to me, and maybe not ironic, but, you know, the A-list roster for superhero characters is not that deep. And they have actually mined a lot of the A-list. And so, it, 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 you know, it... Again, I'm, I'm sucking leaves up just thinking about, okay, where, where do we go from here? Because I think what started it was, we, I don't think we've had any official announcements from Disney as to what movies are coming next for Star well, Wars. For Star, uh, Wars. Star Wars. I know, I'm totally changing gears. But in the same vein is, where do they go from here? Because Chris Evans is done. Downey is done. I think he said he'll do some, you know, minor cameos or whatever. So he's Voice out. Work. Yeah. Yep. He's out. Um, you got uh, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbitch for a while. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe Thor for another. going to be uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. So you got, Chris Hemsworth got... is going to play Thor until he dies. <laughs> you know, if I was an actor too, I'd be like, fine. Until they stop paying pay me. Yeah. million dollars. Yeah. It's whatever, you know, I get that, you know, it's all about the craft and they want to, but whatever, money talks, right? So if he can right. become independently wealthy off playing Thor, fine. You know, where do they go from here? You know, we still potentially well, have an X-Men reboot. The new This is what the multiverse of madness and, and, and No Way Home are going to do. They're going to give us you know, alternate versions. They're going to, it's going to be a crisis on infinite earths for the Marvel universe so that they can have another Iron Man. They can, and Thor love and thunder, which is going to introduce Jane Foster as, uh, you know, carrying a hammer apparently. Well, that's a great series, by the way, if you haven't read it, it is really good. I think that was written by Jason Aaron. It's a really good series. Aren't they they doing a series called Ironheart, which is basically a girl taking over the Iron Man mantle? I heard that got canceled. Yeah, that's Williams. And then Ms. Marvel, which is the the Indian girl. Yeah. Or is that... No, she's going to be in... uh, She's Muslim. She's going to be in the Marvels. That's the new Captain Marvel movie. It's going to be called The Marvels. She's getting her own series, too. Well, okay. Then maybe she's going to... I don't know if she'll debut in her own series or she'll debut on. Uh, I, I I think they may start doing more of these little six issues or six episode series she, and less films. But she she did take over as Miss Marvel when uh, Miss Marvel got her promotion to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, but it, it it in either case, right? It, it kind of raises that question of how deep is the roster. You know, for well, non-comic book fans, I'm talking about, you know, Moon Knight, I think, could be a big success because it's basically a Batman-esque type mm-hmm. show. Uh, you know, if you factor in that Moon Knight is, you know, not afraid to be ultra-violent and he's got, you know, psychological issues. But they Moon Knight kill? I don't I, think I, they'll I don't make know. it. Yeah, it won't be. I think it's going to be pretty pretty pg i don't think they're gonna make it um all that's doing is driving up the the cost of werewolf number 32 or is it 33 uh just putting it further out of my reach Um, i know i hear you well i got the facsimile edition did you get that i've got that i just i've got that's the one issue i'm missing 
And I just don't think, you know, Moon Knight is not A-list. He's a C-list at best character. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Why is that? He, book? he had so, one good, to me, one good run, and I think it was about four years ago, that went 12 issues, but it was brutal. You know, it was brutal violence. Yeah, know, it was kind of Punisher level, Punisher level, right? Yeah. Yep. And that was when he had the white suit, like a literal suit, you know, um, that you would pick up off the rack, and he just beat the piss out of <laughs> the bad guys. Um, I, you know, again, you know, could a Dark Hawk, you know, series stand on its own? Probably, but I don't. I don't see that going for more than one or two seasons because there's not enough comic material to pull from. Well, I don't, I don't think, think that, he's a compelling enough character. Well, well, I think that's the thing. They don't. I don't know if they worry too much about having source material. They'll pick a character that they think, and you know, and I hate to say it, will either you know check a box that's going to be a you know fit a certain profile, the kind of type of character they want to put and, out there. And um, anytime somebody says, you know, nobody's going to know this character, it's not going to work. They're simply going to say, "Here's a raccoon with a laser gun." Well, right. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it matters. It, they're trying to appeal yeah. to a much broader uh, audience. So, I mean, Guardians is a perfect example, Brian. That nobody really hardly anybody knew who those people were, and look how successful it was. Um, right. So it, it was I don't cleverly written. Right. It depends how well it's written, it, and you can make a character. You can certainly take a uh, uh, a, a low level tier character and make it. You know, if it's written well. It can be uh, it can be a good character. It just depends if they, um, you know, to, to your point, David. I mean, you've got X Men and FF, and that's really the last big hitters yep. that we can pull from. And I don't know what they're going to do with them. I, I'd heard that they were going to make uh, Namor. Namor? No, I haven't heard anything about Namor. I heard they were uh, they were going to like race swap a lot of FF. They were either all going to be black or it was going to be mixed or something. Like that. A, a, there was an article last night that gave this guy says this is the cast of the new Fantastic Four, and I didn't. The only one I recognized was um, Zach. Oh God, what was I it? John Krasinski from No, the no, office? it wasn't. And oh. the only one I recognized was uh, what's her name from Frozen, the blonde gal from Frozen, as uh, Sue Storm. <laughs> I don't know. And the guy they had as Johnny Storm is already like 30 years old. And, oh, that's right, Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm. Oh, that's, no, 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 no. That's, you can't do that. Can't, can't put, you can't put Seth Rogen in any comic film. I'm sorry. They tried that with Green uh, Green Hornet and it didn't work. Yeah, um, but if you, Monsters vs. Aliens, he was brilliant in that. Seriously. What? In Green Hornet, he lost a ton of weight. He even took it seriously. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. He did what Chris Pratt did. You know, he. But it's. I took think off the weight got. I think and... too much of. Maybe it's because he was more established than Chris Pratt. But too much of Seth Rogen comes through. That that's Seth Rogen. Um, well, that's like the Phantom, right? Was wasn't that uh, Billy, Zane? Billy Zane? Yep, and. I like the character of the Phantom, you know, even though he's a what, a 1930s or 40s character. 30s, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's still appealing as a street level, you know, a fighting crime. Yeah, that's character. a great film, and I think the success of that is because it's a period film. You can do that if you make him like the the Shadow with Alec Baldwin. Well, I think that's yeah, pretty Christy good. Swanson too. So just don't let him aim a gun at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Sorry. Too soon, Kurt. Okay. And that wasn't Billy Zane. 
No, Billy Zane has, did not shoot anybody in real life. Where uh, did I see? Where um, where was Billy Zane the shadow? He was. He was the phantom. Alex Baldwin was the shadow. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And there's now saying that he didn't pull the trigger. Right. That's what he says. He threw the bullet. And that's what other people are saying too. That when that gun expert said that's not possible. So the guy yeah, just well, the guy just went off. That's that, sure, the implication, sure but they're stopping. If it was cocked, if it was cocked, and no, no, a gun can go off by being waved if it is not in best condition. I mean, if it's not been properly maintained. Look, Brian, this is a legal matter. Yeah. And uh, the authorities need to work through this. Yep. And get all the facts. Yep. I'm, no, I just, again, was saying what the witnesses, as well as Baldwin, had said, that he didn't even have his hand on the, on the trigger. He had on the outside of the trigger guard, and it went off. I don't just... NBC Nightly News had a, a story on it, and they talked to Baldwin, and I, and for the most part, he, he says what you say, he said, but the one collaborating witness they, they presented, the actual quote was, I didn't see his finger on the trigger. That doesn't mean that his finger wasn't on the trigger. It's just that the quote from that witness says, I didn't see his finger on the trigger. So, you know, some well, of this is there's, public there's, relations. There's, there, yeah, there's, there's too many unknowns, you know, because I'm sure you guys, and I don't want to get wrapped up in this, but I'm sure yeah. you guys read the story about them. They were doing target practice shooting with the same guns. You know, with live ammunition, you know, shooting cans yeah, that's and whatever where the else. Came from. Yep. So now they're saying they don't know where it came from. Uh-huh. But it wasn't my responsibility. Well, it's somebody going, else's responsibility. Going, they're going after the manufacturer now um, of the ammunition that went into the the gun. Hmm. So you know, more more to come on that. Um, yeah. Obviously, a horrible tragedy, which you know, as someone who was in his teenage years and was a very formative time and and brandon lee dying in the crow i would have thought that things would have changed on set Uh that there was no possible way any live ammunition would have been around you know guns in a movie did i ever tell you that i went to college with john eric hexham oh man yes i knew him. oh man i love that i love the show voyagers hmm I love the show Voyagers. Yeah. My wife said, hey, didn't we have, have him in class with us? That's yes, sad. Yes, she's right. And, mm. you know, his gun wasn't loaded either. It, no, it had blanks, which are right. cardboard wads. Right. And that and shouldn't it, have been a problem. But I, it was. Well, I think what's more worrying is that probably more of this goes on. It's never found out or, or it's just... It, right. Nobody I, gets hurt. At, yeah, exactly. Nobody gets hurt. I, I bet there's... You know, it's it's any like any business. People are taking shortcuts. They're in a hurry. They're trying to they're behind schedule. They're trying to get stuff done. And you know, this just this case mm-hmm. where take shortcuts and somebody can get hurt. You know, I've estimated stuff where, yeah, I'm not gonna look that price up. I'm just gonna throw a price in there. But that nobody gets hurt in that case. You know, maybe we just don't sell something. But you know, I'm sure that same thing happened with uh, this incident, or it happens. I'm sure all the time. No safety. Uh, you know, so, oh yeah, that's safe. Yeah. Speaking of gun control, the other big story from this week, I actually saw somebody post online saying, "See, there were 107,000 hunters in the state of Michigan out there 
hunting and there wasn't a single mass shooting. And I thought to myself, you're an idiot. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Oxford, Michigan? Uh, you know, I don't know if the person was trying to be facetious, but the more we learn about that, the worse it sounds. Well, they charge the parents. Yes. And there's an implication that the parents have disappeared, that they've gone um, underground, although their lawyer says, no, they, they will return. They, they <laughs> just had to get out of town. They had to get away from the public that they're coming back. They're hiding in David's basement. Yeah, could be. Or in a well, what, what after, whatever, uh, you know, after what happened with Rittenhouse, I mean, anything is fair game. I don't know. Man. Yeah. Uh, so so there, there apparently were there so many warning signs that I'm gonna drag that day, the week before. Yeah. Like, they bought oh. the gun for him. Yes. And they put it in an unlocked drawer. Yeah. And I this can is... understand where they may not have known that there was a problem while the husband goes home to check to see if the gun's in the drawer and then texts his wife and says, it ain't here. And she panics and texts the kid saying, whatever his name was. Don't Brian, do it. Don't no, do yeah. it. What's, what's yeah. his name? Is it Brian? Anyway, I can understand that kind of a scenario, but it's like, who gives a kid? Yeah, this is, a this is definitely a case where, you know, I think we've said in the, you know, we've all thought in the past of, you know, where were the parents? And in this case, it's, the parents were there, and they equipped him to do yes. this. Yes. Asleep at the switch. Totally. And yep. so I'm, you know, as a parent, I can speak as a parent, yep. I'm glad they're getting charged because there's no way in hell I would ever buy my 15-year-old a gun. Period. The 15-year-old has no business having a gun. None. I agree. You know, it's fine if they borrow the parents gun at a shooting range or somewhere safe where they're shooting clay pigeons or doing hunting or something like that but right i'm sorry you know i'm sure i'll you know we'll get some comments or emails or something you know no anybody wants to comment i had a friend get killed in middle school um that his family had just gotten back from a hunting trip he and his brother were cleaning the guns mm. and he had mislaid the gun it fell, it went off, and it blew a hole in his chest. Oh, you know, I'm sorry, Brian. You know, he was 12 years old, and yeah, shouldn't have happened. No, it shouldn't have. Should and have. you know, I grew up with guns. I'm sure many of us did. No, you know, uh, my my dad was the you know the gun owner in the house, and he taught us how to handle guns. And you know, he was, I mean, there was no wiggle room. You know, right. about how you handle a gun, where you point a gun, what you can do with a gun, and what you can't do. I mean, period. And right. when we and when those guns were not out for either hunting or at the shooting range or, you know, shooting clay pigeons while we were hunting, those guns were locked up. Good. It's the way it should be. Yep. Uh, you know, so, yes. Am I... Am I deeply saddened about this tragedy of course I am I, I'm so tired I, I really am of hearing about kids dying yep I just I, I my heart just aches I, I can't even express it but at a certain point yes the parents have to be held accountable because yes. they they are enabling this behavior and I'm you know I know this is a divisive issue it's kind of like the Rittenhouse thing but you drive your kid 
into a situation you shouldn't be in, you bear responsibility for that. Just like in this case in Michigan where you buy your kid a gun, you're responsible for what he does with that until he's an adult. Yeah. I'm sorry. I agree with you. So, I mean, their, their lives are ruined, you know, no matter what. The kids' lives are ruined. The kids that died, their lives are ruined. The parents' lives are ruined. And same with Rittenhouse. So any of you that think that Rittenhouse is scot-free, just wait. There's going to be civil suits up the wazoo. This kid is never going to have money, ever. The parent is never going to have money, ever. I mean, their lives are done, period. You know, I don't, And I don't know how we got to this place where, I, you know, and may, obviously it's not everywhere. It's certain places. But, you know, guns, I don't know. And maybe it's just the way I grew up. Guns are serious. And you have to treat them as such. And they're not kid things. And I'm sorry, even at 17, you're a kid. Yeah. Well, I, I think you can certainly introduce your kids to guns, but to your point, David, like you said, you have to, you know, it's a serious, it's it's a serious thing, you know, and you, you know, my my dad the same way, and you know, I grew up with him, but it was like you treat all of them like they're loaded, you you employ yep. people, you know, it, it's not a toy, um, and you treat it that way, and don't don't, you know, it's like no different than if, you know, being reckless in a car and you mow somebody over. Yep. Um, Okay, Scott Cole here. How many of us have a gun in the house right now? I yeah, do. I have two. Okay, Ryan. Yeah, okay. I mean, my my family has a lot of policemen in it. Um, my immediate family's got policemen in it, so uh, it, okay. you know, it's it was all yeah, it, you know, it's always been around around me all my life. So, but I don't have I don't have kids. Mine's in a closet up on the shelf, and it's in a. Uh, I used to have a trigger guard on it, but I just keep it because there's no kids here. Obviously, it's just me and my wife, so and Bonnie's not going to get into the gun. I hope not. What about uh, your dog? They're watching I, all the time. I hope not. I hope they not. see. Yeah. They see what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Wait. Well, we we went went to Texas. I I I took a gun with us. I had it in a lockbox under the seat. You know, because I've got my open carry license, so I was doing it legally. But because we were driving it across big stretches of desert. And so I had it locked up under the seat. On a dark desert highway. Yeah. Cool wind <laughs> well, after that nice tower. You, you can never leave. <laughs> no, I, I did want to say one, one thing before. I'm going to take our subject back to Star Wars for a moment. Uh, this week, I finished uh, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, a game that I, I, I played on my computer. And I want to say that that was so much fun and so enjoyable. Uh, it's about as enjoyable as, you know, if you like the, the first person players, um, what was that, Jedi Outcast or Jedi Academy that was out like 20 plus years ago. Um, this right here is a, a great game. You can get it on Xbox or PlayStation. But I yeah, I got, I got a code for that one. And my nephew said he liked it because I, I thought it might be interesting because I played, what was it, Force Unleashed? Was that the yes, one? Yeah, the Xbox? Force Unleashed. This plays much better than the Force Unleashed. It's much more intuitive. Oh, you know what? But nothing's going to compare to the clone pulling down a Star Destroyer with the Force power, right? Pulling it down. Yeah, yeah the you're not going to have anything like that, no. Oh, well, then I'm out. I want to pull starships from the sky. Yeah. How is has anybody played, except I've got them, but I hadn't played them. The, is it Battlefront? In Battlefront 2, the two new ones came out like last two, three years? 
Yeah, I played the tri the trial one in the Xbox. I think it was the first or second one. The graphics were really good, but I remember playing it. I think on the 360 or the original Xbox. It, it seemed like a rehash to me. Yeah, because I played the original. Yeah, the, the original Xbox had a Battlefront that yep. was out maybe 10 or 12 years, a long time ago. A long um, time ago. And this new one, it's just kind of an open open format kind of run around shoot 'em up, and, and it's not a. There's not a story to it, I don't think, is there? No, I think there is, because the trial that I played, you play as Darth Vader, and you're in a rebel base, and you just, oh, okay. of course, decimate everybody. Oh. Um, I, I'm sure it's entertaining. You know, so many of the games now, I, I just, I don't know, I just don't get into like I used to. In fact, it's funny, because Langley was bugging me today to death um, after she got home from school, because she discovered one of the uh, rock band microphones oh. <laughs> in a drawer um, in the entertainment center. And she was like, what's this? And I said, well, it was to a game that, you know, Mama and I used to play. And she's like, well, we, can we play it? And I said, I don't think I have it anymore. I don't even know if I can get it. And, you know, of I've course, we... I've got several of those, even rock band Beatles. <laughs> yep. But I think we traded in the drums and the guitars. You know, like, we just... You know, once but that's for the here, we PlayStation Three, I think. So she was bugging me about, well, can we download it? It's like, <laughs> well, I, yeah, uh, maybe. Now, I did the thing is the the rock band games you can play with just the singer. Yeah. You don't have to have the guitar player drums. You can just let them do the singer. It's basically it's karaoke. Yeah. But you know they'll flop within the first minute. I mean that's not a very forgiving game. No. Yeah. We had we had <laughs> rock. We bought it. Which was the guitar and the drum set, thinking we were going to play it or we could invite people over to play it. And it was like, I think we played it twice. And then we gave it to my nephew. We never, you know, it was too hard for us to play. And we just went, it was one of those like, yeah, we're See, not. See, we had people over every weekend, you know, and my brother would come over and friends would come over. So we'd have two guitars. We'd have the, dr you know, the drums going. We'd have somebody doing their best, you know, kind of mumble singing <laughs> to try and keep it in the harmony range. Um, you know, I, I, I told Langley, I said, you know what, I might see if there's some, I think when we had a PlayStation, there was like a SingStar, which was a little easier or more vocal kind of game. I think with Rock Band, she'd just be out, you know, within a minute or two. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a big it's learning very hard. curve. Yeah. It's, they, and they've also got the, what's the DJ one where you've got the, the record player and you kind of scratch. Oh or two. yeah. We had that too. Yeah. Um, DJ Hero. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. That was that was really hard. Um, so, yes, yeah, you know, she's eight. So she, you know, wants to do these kind of things. But it's like, hey, your mom and dad were like 30 and we still struggle. <laughs> Try and play this game. Yeah, you'd get it out and she'd smoke you with it. It's like, uh Yeah, I Because kids, kids just, well, some kids, you know. They'll, they'll, you have no idea, Tim, how good my humming skills were uh. to master the vocals. <laughs> We never did the singing part. I think all we did was the like, drums, or we did the guitar. Well, that was that was the cheating way. You yeah. just hum it. You'd hum uh, until you got to the right part in the the the, uh, the I don't know the scale, and then you just hold it and because <laughs> it didn't actually check what you were saying. It was just seeing if you were at the same part of the scale. Um. Dark desert highway. <laughs> <Top 
that, you know, that's a, that's a game. I don't know if they would make that now. You know, back you know twenty years ago, I think licensing was a lot cheaper yeah. than it is now. Oh, uh, you know, it, it gets the it gets the bands a lot a lot of publicity. So you know, I mean, because they're only going to put one song on these things unless they do a, a band's whole like repertoire, like you know, like like what they did with, with the, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, with the Beatles, though, that was a one-off thing of, you, you know, you bought that specifically because you wanted to play Beatles songs. Yeah, right. Um, you know, Rock Band, and I think Guitar Hero, to a lesser extent, you know, they had a pretty deep catalog of a few songs from tons of, di- of different bands. Uh, I'm sure Kirk's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> video games, video games, my friend. Kirk's like, in my day, I had the real guitar, the real drums. Yeah, right. You wanted to play a rock band, we played it in the garage. That's true. We had burger time. <laughs> in my day, we had one one button on our joystick. We were we enjoyed it. Hey, the, the pinball museum that's here in Vegas has actual games you can actually go and play. And they've got an old, I think it's from the late 70s. It's an old vector Star Trek game, and you sit in it, and, and yeah, you sit in it, and it's it's vector graphics, kind of like the Star, Star Wars Trek game. Strategic Simulation. Is that what I think? It's what it is. I don't. Yeah, and and you basically what, you're, you're turning it around. You leave from a star base, and you've got a, a a spinning knob. You can rotate your ship, and you're shooting Klingons and Romulans, yep. and you have to go and pick Nomad. up. I never got to the Nomad part, but you go and pick up. Uh, you have to save ships and stuff. It's it's. It's it's a lot like playing asteroids, but they've got a lot of old vintage stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Is it like um, what was that eighties movie where the kid played the game and the guy came? Well, Starfighter. Starfighter. Yes. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, did you know that's on the slate for a possible remake? I'd heard. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. Same with well, like Flight of the Navigator. Ernest Klein, who did Ready Player One, Armada. Uh, yeah, his book Armada, which I love. I just finished that on audio, also recently. Um, that is a, I mean, that's got such a huge connection to Last Starfighter and so many other things. Wing Commander, a lot of the Chris Roberts stuff that's been done over the years. Uh, just a fantastic uh, story, and of course, it's got the same kind of ties to the '80s that uh, Ready Player One had, just not so. Yeah. intrinsically built in well, you know it's it's yeah not 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 to question your taste brian but i heard it was a terrible book ready just, player one no no well no, i heard i heard armada. that was terrible too but uh, i've heard armada was terrible also no i really I, enjoyed armada i read ready player one and it was such a good book i could not put it down and it, and you know i don't mean to sound like one of those book people where you know they read every book under the sun and then when the movie comes out the movie's not yeah. good um, Ready Player One, the movie, definitely does not do the book justice. The book goes into a lot deeper. Well, they had that. to do it in two hours. And uh, yeah, how could you sit there and do with, uh, you know, the, the perfect Pac-Man game or right, everything right. they did with Rush? Yeah. Uh, what happened with, uh... I mean, every one of the challenges was completely different than what it was. But Ernest Klein, who wrote Ready Player One, also wrote uh, the movie with, I guess he wrote it with David Goyer. But uh, and they're they're doing the same thing with Ready Player Two. Is Spielberg so, going to do that? One was such a stripped down version of the book. 
you know, yeah. there was the high stakes at the end of that book and, and how everything came together just was not conveyed in that movie at all. Neither was, and I'm sure you, and if you've read it, you know, they have technology in the book where, you know, they get into these body suits and they're fully immersed in these virtual worlds and all that was like just left, you know, out. That's wow. Ready Player Two. No, it's Ready Player One. No, Ready Player One had the suits that would simulate. Yep. I haven't read it, but I. I yeah, the, the full haptic suits, like yeah. like what he bought. The hell of a rig. He, after he got the the hundred, you know, thousand credits, yeah. Um, but I mean, they didn't go beyond that, really. You know. Yeah, and in the book, he gets out of the slums and gets an apartment in a nice area, yep. and and then he's the one that actually gets pulled into the, uh, what the, the loyalty center. But yeah. he, he faked an ID yeah. to do that Yeah, because he was, he was going to help uh, the girl that he liked because she had gotten yeah. sucked into there. Didn't that take place in your yeah. neck of the woods, uh, Kirk, and in Ohio, and that, where Say the stacks again? are? Say it again. I didn't hear you. Ready Player One. Doesn't it take place in Ohio? Isn't that where his... Yeah. I don't know. I've not seen it, but my son was all over the book and the movie with my wife. But I don't know anything about it. What happened yeah. to the Maze Runner? Wasn't there a series of books and like they they did movies? a couple they, movies they didn't and finish they it fizzled out yeah. yeah the Maze Runner the Divergent series both of them they tried to make big, big franchises and both of them fizzled out yeah they, how they were did the Maze Runner stuff. movies because I've seen them but I've never watched them first yeah. one was interesting yeah but after that it just turned into a snooze fest yeah. and same thing with Divergent they were trying and to Divergent ride they were so trying to ride that uh, Hunter Ga- uh, the uh, Hunger Games wave and i think it just yeah. it just ran out of steam yeah. i would say the maze runner everything that you've been told is not necessarily the truth uh, there's some reverses some reveals in the second movie um you know you along with the characters the audience are being manipulated as well yeah so i don't know where the third book was going to go or the third movie but uh, it was clearly setting it up that there, you know, the second movie set something up, and the third movie hasn't happened. So yeah. you know you're left hanging. So. Well, speaking of leaving hanging, uh, you've been going on for about an hour and a half, and I think we can. Um, let Somebody you guys ran out of drink. Run, uh, well, I've run, yeah, I've run <laughs> out of <laughs> drinks, and I haven't had dinner. I ran out of beer. And, uh, <laughs> yep, I'm out. And, uh, oh, and I'm not well, even Kirk, toasty. Kirk, I, I didn't feel it. Kirk, if you have not read Ready Player One, read no. the book. It's really good. I think you'll really like it. Well, I commute almost every day to work, so I could get 45 minutes under my belt each way, each day. Will, Will Wheaton reads all the books, and oh, he does a wonderful. fantastic job. Uh, it's available on Audible. Okay. So, I'll, yeah. I could do that. Listen, speaking of Will, Will Wheaton reading something... Uh, Let's see if I can dredge it up from my memory fast enough. There was a uh, Greatest Science Fiction Stories of like 1998 or something like that that was put out. Apparently it was a collection of short stories that every year there's another crop of them or another round of them or something like that. Anyways, it's on a, um, a cassette. I'm trying to think what the name of the story is that he reads, uh, but it's fantastic. Uh, I was so impressed with it. And I'm trying to think. The premise is the kid is working in a um, truck stop, overnight truck stop, near Weston, West Virginia, in the middle of the night. 
and weird things start happening and he gets the itch. He suddenly realizes that he's being visited by aliens, um, that they are flying saucers are, are occasionally stopping by and you never know what's going to come through the door when the little bell tinkles. And, you know, he's just out of high school. He doesn't know what to do with his life, but he starts to realize like, holy crap, these people are literally coming and going from outer space. Um, I could hitch a ride with one of them. It'd be the adventure of a lifetime. I think I will. You know, he's just about ready to go. And then somebody pulls him off to one side and says, listen, kid, let me talk to you. I know the itch <laughs> that you want to scratch, but recognize that all these people who are doing the interstellar drives, all the weird people that are walking through the door, they're all looking for the path home. They can't get home. They're lost. Do you, are you really sure that you want to go? Hmm. It's a brilliant 45-minute read. I can't think of the life, for the life of me, what the name of it is. I know that I've got it upstairs. If I can find it, I'll, I'll flag it for you. But it's absolutely worth the read because there's a, a reverse at the end, and he does a terrific job of playing the character. Um, and it's just the most clever story that you ever want to listen to. Well, maybe you can put it in the comments when the show yes. posts. Yes, yeah, I will. I'll, yeah. I'll try to send it to you. Uh, and uh, one, one last thing, a uh, friend of show, Michael Carlisle, who did a couple things with us in the past, a um, couple roundtables and such, it gotten published in the Lovecraftian Microfiction Collection, uh, Volume nice. 3. So a couple of his stories in there, he won some awards and such. Uh, and so that's something you can easily find out there. Lovecraftian Microfiction Collection which, number three. Can we talk about cheating John Hyatt? Being what? a guest guest on Back to the Bins. Oh, that just got yeah. Oh, yeah. For Logan's Run? Holy yeah. smokes. Well, I, you know, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm going to be showing up on a couple future episodes of uh, of Is It Jaws. Um, oh, so I'm joining in. cheating Brian Hughes? I'm, I'm joining in on, J, on the James Bond uh, movies. Now, they're br they're bringing you in on the Bond films? John, a yeah. series regular chair on the Logan's run reviews that he he's going to be a permanent co-host for the rest of the series. That's it. John's out. I don't remember giving <laughs> John. Well, the, on the, is it Jaws? I used to, I haven't done it in a while, but I was writing, they don't ever read the emails and I really have written no. them about six or seven emails on the bond series. Cause they brought in, um, uh, Chris, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Tucker, not Tucker. Uh, Tyler. Tyler. Hair, hair, metal. hair metal hero. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize, Chris. I could not remember your name. Uh, it brought him on because it was just... Was that, was that the one with the man with the golden gun where uh, Paul was talking about his parents wouldn't let him have the poster up in his room because it was the girl <laughs> all in gold? Or Maybe. Encased in gold? No, that's Goldfinger. That's Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Well, they... But yeah, as, as I was listening to that podcast, I was looking in my... <laughs> My entertainment room downstairs and I have that poster hanging up. <laughs> well it was oh, more for that it was always it was always Paul and David. And then they brought in yeah. Chris uh for the last three or four. So he's kind of become a regular um just because it's all for the Bond film it's always those two or those three. And I guess yeah. you're coming on board, Brian, for they just did you do a kill. Octopussy? They, they just okay. did Octopussy, so View to Kills next. I don't know if, if they've recorded that one or not. So more than likely, I'll be coming in for Timothy Dalton. Okay. Ooh. Oh, man. 
and, yeah. and going on from there. But you know, I like Timothy. I like the Living Daylights. I thought that was that was a very good. Um, uh, Ian he's Fleming he's unfairly story. maligned, just like uh, was it George Lazenby? Well, George Lazenby on her. Yeah, Majesty well, they shouldn't Secret have Service. done. He was just fine. They shouldn't have done fine. License to Kill. License to Kill was it wasn't a James Bond movie, you know, and so that hurt Timothy Dalton. You know. In, in, in doing that. And they there were so many people that wanted Pierce Brosnan in it anyway. And he and should he have could, got including he, Pierce well, he Brosnan. Couldn't get out, he couldn't get out of Remington Steel. Yeah, that no. series tanked immediately. Well, he, it all worked out fine for him, but poor Timothy Dalton had to wait what, twenty five years to get a resurgence in Doom Patrol and then he was on that uh oh, he was uh, great in the Rockets here. I Rocketeer. thought he was. Really he did. He's done some steady stuff over. He was. Uh, he yeah. played. And uh, then the, the Penny. Uh, it's kind of a horror show on HBO. Was, uh, Penny, Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. He was really good in that. But yeah, he kind of he kind of went underground for a while. And he played he, uh, Rassilon on the new Doctor Who. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But remember, that's all within the last fifteen years. Well, he was doing. I think you know, Rocketeer is a good example. He was doing. Uh, he was doing character parts. Yeah, and, he was doing regular yeah. stuff. You know, he was. Yeah, but uh, wasn't the Rocketeer late eighties or late nineties? Yeah, Ninety three, early nineties, yeah. 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 So he, he was living off the residuals. Yeah. Of of two Bond movies. <laughs> well, well and he did. He was in Brenda Starr with, with was that Brooke Shields? He was in what? Brenda no, Stratton. we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been an hour and a half. We're not yeah. going to discuss Brenda Stark. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that really was not something Bro, I had any interest in? <laughs> Brian, you're going to have to sh- share your secret for getting invited on the podcast because I, yeah. I never get, I never get invited on anything. <laughs> And I don't get, and we don't get residuals from this show. Look, when it yeah. comes to when it comes to is it Jaws? If you want to get on that show, you've got to go to Paul and say, "Hey, let's talk about this. Hey, let's talk about that." Yeah, and I did. And I, 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 he I, still I, has me on the books at some time in the future to do um, the commitments, which is one of my favorite, you know, music music movies. Yeah. Well, I did. Um, I did. Uh, I did a night at the opera with him. That's mm-hmm. only that's only one I've been on there with him. And then my wife and I did Aliens with yeah. him, and then he and I did Duel. Yeah. Uh, which is still... I, I sent him a note about the Paw Patrol movie, and I haven't heard back. <laughs> well, this <laughs> might low, low down on his uh, uh, low down on his list. I may have to see if I can get him to do War of the Gargantuas. You know, maybe Tim and I both get on there and... No, we need to do... No, honestly, and I, I've approached uh, uh, Luke Giaconetti about this. Because he was looking for somebody to do Frankenstein Conquers the World with, and I, okay. I really wrote to him and said, "Hey, if you ever do this film, I'm in. Let me know." Yeah. Um, and he, he'd be better to do the Gargantuas. Except I don't know if he's done it with his brother or not. He has. Has they, he? They've okay. actually done a couple shows on it. That's why I think it'd be better for other people to do it. You know, outside of the Jackanettes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. They've I mean, done that's... like they've done. I think a a, a commentary as well as a, an episode just dedicated to it. Yeah. What is that crazy '90s movie? Is it It's Alive, where the guy straps the lawnmower to his chest? No, it's Dead what? Alive. It's Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. <laughs> I would love to. 
It's Alive was it's a Alive 70s is a monster 70s monster movie, movie. Uh, baby monster yeah. baby movie. Oh my Larry gosh, Cohen. Dead Alive messed me up for a while where a guy straps a lawnmower to his chest and he's just mowing people down. It's so insane. <laughs> that's, oh. that's, uh, that's Peter Jackson when he was doing all his weird horror stuff before he became... Oh, that's gosh. A, that's a Peter Jackson? That is Peter Jackson. He does a lot of horror stuff before he became Lord of the Rings guy. Is that Lawnmower Man? No, no. no. Lawnmower Man was... and uh, Jeff Fahey. Yep. But no, uh, Peter Jackson did this movie Bad Taste, which is just like ah. disgusting. And that was like around, that was before he did uh, The Frighteners. Oh, that's long before. Yeah, he did Fox. He did a lot of shock horror before Yeah, uh, he did The Frighteners. And then he did, of course, everybody knows him from Lord of the Rings and The, the yeah. Hobbit movies. But uh, yeah, well, he was big into to kind of Sam Raimi kind of horror is what he was doing. Oh, and if you guys didn't hear, they they canceled the Game of Thrones prequel series. <laughs> they did. It got, it got canceled today. They've done thirty million dollars worth of pre-work Ooh, on it. Wow! And boom, down the drain. Why? That just because there's no stone. interest in it, or somebody at HBO, I guess, just decided. Nah. No, it was Amazon. That was Amazon doing that one. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's Amazon. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. They, was someone there just decided, nah. Is it the same Peter Jackson who's done the Beatles? Get Back documentary yep. series? Yeah. Same, same one. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. watched that? I started last night, but I've seen about 30 minutes of it. Yeah, I watched the first part. It's it's hard to get through, but it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. enjoyable. If you've ever seen the original movie, this fills in more of the blanks. You can see the relationships and what What, what do you it. mean, Kirk? Hard to get through? Like, it's just slow? or? Well, my wife was in the, the room. She kept asking me, have you rewound the tape? Did you re- Are you replaying this, or are they just going over the same ground again and again mm. and again? And it's it's not that the filmmaker is showing multiple takes of the same thing. It's that the Beatles couldn't come to a decision on whether they were doing a live show whether they were doing it in the, yeah. the United there's a, Kingdom there's a lot of, yeah. or in Tanzania. And that's how how they got into the situation. There was nobody at the helm taking control. And so when somebody does try to take control, they're not used to that person being in charge, and that rankles everybody. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting and very enjoyable. It's not the type of thing that you're going to have popcorn there and you're, you're going to enjoy because there's a plot, but if you're into the Beatle trivia or you remember the, the uh, Let It Be movie, uh, this will be fascinating to watch. It's two and a half hours for the first part, and there are three parts. Yeah, I would say so, if, you're, if you're not into the Beatles, you're really not going to probably enjoy it. Absolutely. But if you but are, then it's worth watching. Hear the threads of those songs that we know so well, to see them stumble around and play some chords and then go, hey, I think I've got something here. And somebody takes some notes, and then later on, they start playing it again when they've got it. And like the entire song, Get Back, purely comes out of Paul McCartney waiting yeah. for John Lennon to show up one morning. He creates <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. yet it's copyrighted. Wow. It's attributed to Lennon McCartney. But John wasn't even there. Well, that's the so deal they how had. Is that fair? They had yeah, the, they, no, they had that deal that. Uh, a lot of the songs that neither one of, the the other one didn't wasn't involved with, but they had some kind of arrangement yeah, that they would always have Lennon McCartney and all McCartney. of them. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand that, but it's so obvious who the driving force was for. I'm going to say 75 percent of these songs. 
it's well, yeah, very I mean, in, in Magical Mystery Tour was also like 90% Paul with a little bit of George and a lot less of John. Um, you know, Did it's you just, know that he had a teacher in grade school that told him he would never be a singer? Ooh. He should just stop. McCartney. Oh, he's the most musically like trained. Lady Gaga had someone tell her she'd never be famous. You know, I mean, there's always someone that's going to sit there and say that, you know. Yeah, it just makes you, I, I bring it up because it's like, please, you know, if a kid is really passionate about something, yeah, he may not may suck or she may suck, but just let him run with it because you, know, you never know. They could be the next Paul McCartney. I remember in, in high school, one of my friends had gotten out of her, her session with the, the counselor, you know, and she told the counselor that she you know wanted to go to veterinary school, become a vet. And he basically was just so, oh, that's such a hard job for a girl like you. You're, you're not going to want to do that and tell her you, you, you probably want to look for something a lot easier than that. Well, you know, tell her, you're awful pretty. You could just find yourself a nice husband, you know. Oh. And, you know, it's like I, I talked to her years later and I said, you know, so are you a vet? And she goes, yeah, I'm a vet. And I said, so did he light a fire under your ass? And she goes, yeah, he really pissed me off and light a, lit a fire <laughs> under my ass. And it turned out, though, it turned out, though, that he this is what he did to everybody. Mm. Is that he he did what he could to inspire them. To, to do that. Some people, he just, you know, gave them the right encouragement. Others, he lit a fire under their ass. Well, thank God it worked out. I thought you were going to say, like, yeah, she became a vet, but then every animal she touched died. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. She found herself a nice <laughs> husband. I, I married somebody who <laughs> yeah, wanted right. to she... take that career path. And I got to tell you, she got into college and she started taking some of the prereqs. And it was very obvious at the state university that she was attending. The math courses were designed to weed you out. The chemistry courses were designed to weed you out. All of the undergraduate courses in virtually every degree program. That's every, were, every college except for junior college. Yeah. And, and so, you know, she literally opened up the course catalog and said, what major does not require math? <laughs> That's what I'm going to go into. And as a result, I met her. And that's, and that's, major, how, huh? and that's how Kirk married Shania Twain. That's right. <laughs> that's how she met Kirk, who was also doing a, a course with no math. He became a weatherman. <laughs> he became a weatherman. Actually, weather forecasting, I think, has a lot of math, doesn't it, Kirk? Oh, gosh. Depends I, on how, how deep do you want to get into this. The fact of the matter that is, deep. we have computers hey, where's my that bell? run all the calculations for you. <laughs> don't need that math but they use it to weed people out keep it 30,000 feet away. pretend we're executive <laughs> are we done yeah I think we're done I think we're done I'm a pot roast right now I'm For so done forecast calls for uh, ending the show um, okay yep. well that's two hours <laughs> yeah we went yeah, long, longer than one but it was, show we were gonna do. It, was, it was a good show though it was a good show yes <laughs> We went uh, all over the place. It's been a while, though, since we've it has. been together. We're missing I John. Think we've just about gone the gamut to piss off pretty much anybody that we could. That's fine. Well, John's moved on. Emails. He's moved up to that yeah. Logan's Run series. That's true. He yeah, he'll, he'll be the co-host from now to the end of the series. Well, we're we're still in the bush leagues, and he's up in the show. Is that what's called the show? Or when you move yeah, up to the majors? Yeah. He, yeah. He, <laughs> we're the minor leagues. The minor leagues, and he's you know he's uh. 
in the majors. He's in the majors. Who's in the major? Who's in the majors? I missed John. It. John. John. Oh, John. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how published. he handles issues number eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maybe I found the post that he's back covering the final, the final issue. Yeah, the final one's already coming out. I think. Yeah, hmm. that's the post I saw today. Yeah. Well, I, well, I hope down. he remembers us. He got to start with this little podcast we do, and now he's gone up to the big time. He's like made Broadway, and I hope he uh, he remembers the little people. Well, since Brian, we've covered all these topics, and I'm sure people have opinions about it. Where where can they get in touch with us if they want to uh, rail it at what I we've forget. been talking about? I forget. <laughs> I forget. Look, well, guys. The beer is finally de- catching up to me. There's third degree burn on Facebook, so if you just look for third degree burn on Facebook, you can come join our group there. Mm-hmm. You'll see lots of posts from Brian and and Tim and some other folks. I unfortunately don't really post that much. I will comment every once in a while. Gotta and get then, burned uh, at gmail.com. Yep, gotta get burned at gmail.com. Send us an email if if uh, you know anything we've said has resonated with you or you don't agree with it or whatever. Oh, there's again, gotta be something. Well, again, this this whole point of of comics and and cocktails was started because of COVID, right? We were all locked in our houses, we yeah. had nowhere to go. And it looks like it's knew- gonna happen again. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're gonna be in this for another year. But that's that's for next CNC. Um, <laughs> Omicron is here, which it sounds very much like a like a transformers villain it does right doesn't it, doesn't yes. it? Yeah. that's what i'm thinking i'm waiting for the cartoons <laughs> the editorial cartoons to grab all of that uh omicron uh yeah send us an email or you know find us on facebook send us a message tell us you know do you like these shows do you want us to you know do you like kind of the meandering process because again the whole the whole point of this all is if we were all in the same state and we could get together and go have a drink at our local bar, this is the stuff that we would talk about away from our families, and we can just nerd out, yep. talk about all kinds of stuff. Yep. Well, you did a great job there. Of course, you could also leave us a five-star review oh my on gosh. Apple Podcasts, formerly Please. iTunes. Please do, because I think, are we still in the single digits, Brian? We have five <laughs> reviews. And, and we know uh, there's hundreds of you downloading it every week. Hundreds. Uh, there's five reviews, and one of them is Blue Bullet. That's me. And well, um, I'm, I'm going to put out this this uh, this offer. Whoever leaves us a five four or five star review, if you leave us a review, then we will allow you to pick the next book we do. Ooh. How's that? Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. As long as it's not like Babe Issue 2, well, I'm fine with that. Well. Or Godfather. <laughs> well, if Bird Burn drew Godfather, we cover it. <laughs> oh, that brings up something else we should at least touch on very quickly. We're talking about X-Men Elsewhen. Somebody else has come up with a uh, an Alpha Flight Elsewhen concept. They've literally written a script for the 28th or 29th issue yeah. of the series as if Bill Mantlo and what we got doesn't exist and they've um, I don't know if they're they're negotiating with Byrne to have him draw it or no, if he's, he's just posting it. He on has the... no interest. You know, it's okay. just in the fan fiction section of uh, his website burnrobotics.com. But I've read you the know, script uh, and it is oddly, good. Oddly enough, the writer of that was Bon Jern. 
I, you know, it's so weird. <laughs> you mean Bjorn Hain? <laughs> <laughs> or John Nyber? <laughs> but it's really good, guys. If you haven't read it, it's the it's the alpha flight that we deserved but didn't get. <laughs> that just reminds me of that Saturday Night Live. If you've never seen it, go go search on YouTube for John Bobby. <laughs> They're the opposite. Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. Sorry. See, all I think of now is, is Robert De Niro doing his uh, call in, you know, the, the college students calling in with terrorist names. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things they ever did there. Uh, and, and, and Alec Baldwin and the Wee Boys. The, the, the Key and Peele uh, skit, if you've seen that, where he plays the teacher. Oh, the substitute no. Block A. Yeah. A. A. Ron. Okay. Okay. A. A. Ron. We're going to go ahead and cut out. A. A. Ron. Uh, but everybody, have a great week. We'll be back soon with another Cocktails and Comics and look for another episode of Third Degree Burn. For Kurt Greenfield, Tim Elliott, and David Thompson, I'm Brian Hughes. Thank you and good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S.com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gottagetburned at gmail.com. That's G-O-T-T-A-G-E-T-B-Y-R-N-E-D at gmail.com. Drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. Till next time, this has been Third Degree Burn. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn.